Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we talk about the question, what is the gospel? So, the good old gospel. Um, what is in your in your minds when I say that? What is uh, what is childhood Tommy and E? <laughs> what plays in your head from the past when I say the word gospel, Tom? Well, I remember being on um, door knocking campaigns. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, my goal is to get out there and help people obey the gospel. Obey the gospel. Okay. All right, Everett. Um. I think growing up, um, it was presented um, as not going to hell. The gospel was, is you're not going to hell. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. That's uh, very similar to mine, uh, my, my thoughts, too. Um, there is a Bible um, that I recall that I can picture, and it was the Good News Bible. And so, oh, yeah. Um, do you remember that one? Yeah. Um, and so I always picture that because good news and, and gospel mean the same thing or something. It, someone explain that. What is it? What is the idea with good news and gospel? Is it translated wise or something like that? The Well, yeah. I mean, so, so just the word gospel translated is, is good news. So, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's the beginning of Mark, right? Um, it says in the, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ is how that book opens. Um, and so, okay. All right. So what, let's, let's jump into what gospel means. Um, so when, when someone says, um, you know, I don't want to get specific to obey the gospel, but when, um, all right, hmm, interesting. I just twisted myself up. Let's, let's just go into gospel and what it means for let's say you okay so tom when when you talk about the gospel what are you talking about so when i talk about it i am thinking of um an evangelical probably would call it the core gospel uh what is the gospel reduced to its basic component we say that at the eucharist um we got it from the apostle paul where he said i um See from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried and that he was raised again. Last of all, he appeared to, um, he talks about Peter and the other apostles. So right. we say that in the Eucharist every Sunday. Um, Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. But So that's the, if you were to say what do I mean by gospel? That's what I mean. Um, but it's different because I don't mean, when I say the gospel, a systemic system or systemic system. A, <laughs> a systemic system. <laughs> yeah. Take another I, drink of coffee, buddy. <laughs> I don't mean a systemic um, uh, grouping Idea. of beliefs. Yeah. That I have to give mental assent to or i will go to hell oh the list 
Okay, yeah. so the gospel is a list of, of commands or laws that we must obey. Is that the kind of, is that what you're railing against here? <laughs> That's not what the gospel is? Sort of. Okay. I am railing. I am, that is partially what I am railing against. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying there are not um, commands or scriptures, and I'm not saying there aren't right. some systemic ideas in scripture. Right, right. But since uh, the rest, rev, since the Reformation, we have different systemic um, theologians who have set out. You know, here's, uh, you know, here's the gospel, and right. every, every evangelical, conservative, whatever um, group says looks at these passages um, in Scripture where it talks about obeying the gospel mm-hmm. and they say well that's just how do you obey they know it's hard to obey christ has died christ has risen christ will come again which baptism is a pretty succinct way of obeying that romans 6 says you've buried with christ you know proclaim his death till he comes but that's another topic for another day <laughs> so uh, um the but they say oh you in order to obey the gospel, you have to obey this whole system, and it just happens to be their system, you know. Mm, okay. Where, whereas, um, when in the first century, when they're talking about the gospel, they're talking about this thing that had changed the world. Right. It brought about this new reality in the world. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, e, you want to add into what gospel means to you, and then we'll kind of mesh these together and talk about them. Yeah, so um, I think N.T. Wright has done a really great job of sort of placing the proclamation of the gospel in, in terms of what, if you were, if you were, you know, Jewish, living in, in, in first century Israel, what is it that you're waiting for? What is it that you are hoping for? Hmm. And, 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 you know, and he says, you know, it's, it's, it's this time in which God would act decisively in the world and 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 right would say you know that's you know the jesus event you know his his life his death his resurrection um his his awaiting till he comes again as as you know kind of that mystery of faith that tom was just just talking about and so um so tied to that is is that there's this this idea that the kingdom of god has come near so Mm, so rather than that the gospel is is that one day in the future I will experience the kingdom of God once I die and, and I go off to heaven, then I'll experience the kingdom. The good news is is that the kingdom is here, the kingdom is now. Um, Jesus has brought the kingdom in its fullness um, to us, and it's not something we wait for. It's something that we experience, and even more importantly, we participate in at this very present moment that we are living as, as one of the Eucharistic prayers says, we are living in the last days. Amen. <laughs> I like it. So it is available now. Okay. So the, um, and going back now, now I'm going to mesh you, what you all said together because man, uh, um, that is the most enthusiastic response I've ever heard from Justin. <laughs> um, so uh, Tom talked about gospel and um, and and I'm picturing this uh, because it's exactly the way I approach lots of things when it comes to religion, which is which is is wrong <laughs> in many ways. Is I try and 
uh, formulate a list. Okay, what is gospel? Let's throw in uh, thou shalt not kill. Got it. Um, and then this is, yes, God was died, buried, risen. You know, and, and, and this is a list of check things that you can go down and easily see and easily follow, which then, as Everett said, or if you don't follow this, then you end up in hell. If you do follow it, you end up in this in heaven. Um, but that's not entirely the gospel in that it is available to you now, not something that, um, and Tom, you have used the um, term, I think, future reality. Is that, is that what you've said before? Um, some future reality that we're saving ourselves for, or something to that effect. But that it, the gospel is speaking of something that is here and now and available to us. Yes. Yes, done. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and I think also, um, particularly in Luke's gospel, the intentional use of talking about Jesus as Lord um, is is a subversive way in which um, the, the gospel stories are trying to uh, transmit this idea to us, but we but we lose it. So. So in Jesus's day and age, Caesar, in charge of the Roman government, was Lord. And so when Luke intentionally and purposefully calls Jesus Lord, it's saying, and Caesar is not. And then we can translate that into, you know, any other political person that Barack Obama is not Lord. Donald Trump is not Lord right. Um, right. because Jesus is is Lord. Right. Which and... Um, and and so it's it's this it's it's this idea this this radical idea that the kingdom of God has come that there is sort of a new sheriff in town, uh, <laughs> right? And 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 he's making the world right. I like it. So what do we say, Everett? Um, when we, I mean, if I'm listening to this, I. I think, but it doesn't seem like it's getting made right. Mm, yes, yes. doesn't appear to, because the, the world is getting worse, right? Things are worse than ever and, and things like that. I assume that's where you're headed, right, Tom? Yeah, and that's what some people say. I don't right. think it's I don't you know think it's worse, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's becoming this paradise on earth. Right, right. Well, but I mean, I mean, so, so, so it's it. So, I mean, just quite quickly, I mean... In fact, things are better. This is the least violent time our world has ever known. Mm-hmm. Poverty is going down. Um, every you know, he- you know, health lifespans clean are water, clean water is more available. Right. Um, fewer people are dying of starvation. I mean, th- this this notion that the world's going to hell in a handbasket just is not true. Right. Um, now. Those things alone don't doesn't mean that. Well, see, you know, Jesus is fixing everything, um, but it's 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 this idea of um, that the that and and that, and that's and that can be sort of the tension is that you sit there and you go, yeah, but the world's not right yet. So why why isn't the world fixed? So is that an idea of us participating? In the gospel and um, and making it available to 
uh, I'll say ourselves and others um, as we go out and are the hands and feet of Christ, um, and and so that we are out participating in bringing kingdom and uh, and assisting and ushering in the kingdom of God because through Christ's death and resurrection we have new life, and so that we don't have to fear. We are we are or we're you know called to not fear and to not worry about our own lives um, so we can go out and serve and love others through that and with that is going to become is com- going to come love and going to usher in this kingdom or, or bring this good news to others is that kind of the idea we can see there Tom uh, yes I mean I can think I if you're li- this is basically whatever it just said but if you're first century um, Jew, the gospel you're used to hearing is that Caesar has brought peace to the whole world. Right through through violence. Uh, he doesn't say that, but yeah, that's that's right. the point. And if you don't get on board with Caesar's peace, <laughs> then you're going to you're right. going to die, basically. So, right. And right. Mark Mark began. This is the only place. This is where we hear the word gospel. Yeah. Mark begins his uh, gospel by saying the beginning of the good news. Right. So he's making a counterpoint, as Everett said. This is the the gospel is not that Caesar has brought peace to the world. The gospel is that Christ has brought um, the restoration of all things, the beginning of the new creation. You know, the eighth day has finally. It's like we've been living in Groundhog's Day since, uh, <laughs> you know, the fall, and then we finally get to the eighth day at the end of the Gospel of John. So, um, what was your question? <laughs> I see. All I've got is Bill Murray in my head now. <laughs> I, I think of Paul's um, language. I think it's in Galatians where he talks about, um, you know, the birth pangs. You know that mm. that right. it's not it's not this instantaneous event. I mean, even like the Book of Revelation, which can be sort of a confusing book to say the least. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but I mean, at least part of it is 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 that you know it's it, it's not this instantaneous. Let me you know you know wave my magic wand and right. all will be right. right. It's that. The, the good news is is that that God is in charge so whatever the world does whatever happens to us God is still in charge right right I think I think I want to we need to make another point in this before or before we run out of time because a big um, reason for all of this being rethought in the last 50 60 70 years is because, in traditional reformed theology, which dominated a lot of the um, American and European conversation up until about the 20 years ago, was the difference between the law and the gospel. Like mm-hmm. we take the, we define things by what we we're not. So there's um, and it's a really strong cr- contrast. And there's law could mean. Um, an understanding of the New Testament based on, you know, legalistic mindset. But what it usually means is the law as described in the Old Testament. Right. And that 
has led us down a path that, um, I mean, most of that Reformed theology, a lot of it was born in Germany, and a lot of that that theology, you can't say the law is bad, the law is evil, for only for only so many hundreds of years before you start um, taking it out on the people who follow that law, you know. Right. So, and and hmm. there's been all. Oh, there's I see this, where you're going. Okay. <laughs> there's this new perspective on Paul. E.P. Sanders, uh, N.T. Wright's a big proponent of it, which I think is right on the money. That we need to um, re-examine what Paul meant by some of these passages, which we've thought since the days of Martin Luther, but we're now rethinking them. Um, when we see Jewish Christians still keeping the law, they're still they're still Jews even after they uh, accept Christ as the Messiah. It wasn't right. that the law was just immediately <clears throat> done away with or nailed to the cross. Right. Um, so so we've, we have to rethink a lot of the a lot of the problem isn't so much with what we say, but it's what what all we think when we say those things, you know, in the context of our whatever our tradition is. You, you know so, what I'm saying? And that's 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 where I mean, and that's that's what unpacking gospel comes down to is we have 500 years of moving towards um, what could be, you know, our current situation and what we think of when we think of gospel. Is that kind of what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, and then we need to go back and, and Wright's calling us to, hey, I don't, you know, this is not exactly where Paul, <laughs> what Paul meant um, along with following. And that goes back to what I think you were saying earlier, where you say, okay, you get the gospel and you look and say, you know, you got a document and at the top it says gospel and under it has all these rules and these answers of what this is and fills it in and, and all these things. And it's like, okay, you know, you got the agree or disagree button at the bottom where you say you're going to follow this or not. And that's that's not right. What gospel is. Um, so and what, one of those one of those little lists, one of those little lines under at the bottom of that list that has proven to be particularly harmful and opposed to Christ is the one that said uh, the Jewish law is evil. Okay, You know. Right. And and over time that came to mean in some people's mind Jews are evil. Right. Right. When when Jesus said uh, the law is perfect and I haven't come to destroy the law but to fulfill it, you know. Right. So right. anyway. Okay. I, I I think sort of you know off of that is is that um this this idea that um that developed particularly in the Protestant tradition after the Reformation was um, in you know in, in this focus of, of, of the, the the prevalence of grace that we are forgiven that suddenly your relationship with God became a very private thing I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and we've talked about this on yeah. on other podcasts and so what what we ended up doing was one is um, denying any sort of present reality in terms of um, what does it mean to be saved? You know, so um, it was all something that was kind of pushed off to the end. It had to do with my own personal sanctification, um, apart from community, apart from, you know, does the world even look like heaven? You know, all those things. 
on the the progressive side is that I think we reduced the gospel to a feeding program, and and I kind of particularly think about some of the um, ad campaigns that um, the Episcopal Church did under um, uh, Catherine Jeffrey Shorey, who was the previous presiding bishop, and and it was sort of the gospel is reduced to, um, you, you know, a, a, a feeding ministry. And certainly feeding the hungry is, in fact, part of the gospel, but it's 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 only a part. Right. That, I mean, and so I think that's where both progressive and conservative Christianity has sort of missed it, is, is that they're getting a, a glimpse of it. It's not that forgiveness of sins is bad or feeding people is bad. It's that we're limiting the power of the good news. Uh, great point, Everett. And, and it seems like um, the gospel could easily be viewed as a political platform in the where there is one issue that we get concerned about, and that becomes our gospel. And there is hundreds of other things that fall under this gospel umbrella, but we pick one and we run with it and then that's that's it and and sometimes i'm i'm guilty of this because that comes with get, having an answer or having an answer for yourself when someone comes up to you and says you know uh, or you someone says hey do you uh, obey the gospel or have you heard the good news and they go I, I, what is that you know you want to have an answer <laughs> and so sometimes we paint that answer with fooding f- fooding <laughs> feeding ministries or something to that effect or some kind of thing to where it's all contained under the gospel uh, many things many anything so but that's also very ambiguous too <laughs> so um and I, you know that's okay so i think we need to back away from what we've talked about a little bit and kind of talk about in our own minds what is uh, uh what is gospel to us what other parts how do you describe good news or, or the gospel if you will for yourself um for me um it's it's knowing that Christ has died and for sins of the world, okay? And um, then also he has overcome death through his resurrection. And through that, for me, there is a hope um, that the kingdom will continue to come in new creation and that my sins, no matter what they are, are have been forgiven, but that doesn't mean that I can forgive myself. Um, there's a lot of work that I have to do within myself to uh, move to that point of being forgiven. Um, and there's a lot of, to unpack even in that and things. But uh, just the idea, and this is where I struggle, because overcoming death means the powers, the empires and things like that don't have death to hang over me. So I can go out and serve and not worry about that, although I do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can get past that kind of thing. So it's a freedom if you will, to go out and love and serve and not be uh, encaged or, or, or imprisoned in my own guilt and other things out into the world. So that's one description. You guys pick that apart or give me some <laughs> thoughts on that. So that's what you say on the bus, Justin. On the you're bus? Riding, you're riding a city bus and you're, you see your stops coming up. You got about two minutes and then the guy next to you says, Oh, okay. So what... What are you? Uh, what what's are you the gospel? What are you selling? Yeah. <laughs> right, that's your elevator speech. 
Okay, how was it? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good speech. Thanks. Thanks. What can we add or take away? I'm throwing myself out there. Let's let's uh, let's pick it apart. Hmm. Well, I I can't. I don't want to tear apart your experience. Just okay. Well, just I, you can <laughs> add to it then. <laughs> I don't mind. The idea is to uh, show an example and then to build on it. So, right. Everett, any thoughts? I, I I worry about the part where you said I've got this internal work to do. I I do think that. Um. My view of the gospel looks a lot more like being saved by works than I would be comfortable with as a kid looking mm. at me, you know, okay. or yeah. a teenager. Yeah. Right. I, I do think there's work to do. I, I It's not salvation by works, if, um, if right. you're listening to this from a certain perspective. Right. But, but then when you said that, I've got a lot of internal work to do, uh, like that, that inner conservative kid in me, uh, evangelical kid pushed back and said, "Is he saying the gospel is going to therapy <laughs> so he can forgive himself? What kind of liberal nonsense is that?" <laughs> you know, there you like, go. I like it. Yes. So that that would be one internal criticism. I mean, but that's not me saying that. That's just nope, that internal. I get it. Yep, I get it. So, um, in that line of in that in that way of thinking, uh, for me, um, I just think it's humans. We are, uh, you know, we are forgiven, but I can't just, you know, I can't do something, ask forgiveness for it and be, and it's gone, you know, like a, just gone from myself. I live with that hangover from it or anything like that and what I've done and guilt basically. And so that's kind of what I meant more so than kind of what you outlined, but okay, keep going. Do you still think are you having trouble forgiving yourself to listen to rock and roll as a teenager, Justin? I am, Tom. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <That's- laughs> Everett's just... Yeah, not- Everett, save us. Please, save us. Jump in here. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, I like the, the idea that I've heard people use. I was saved 2,000 years ago on a hill. Oh, nice. Outside Jerusalem, right. and I am being saved now in terms of Christ working within me, growing into the full stature of Christ, and then this and then this 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 idea that there is something in, that's in the future, right? The um, hope, and a hope, yeah. So so that that death is no longer fatal. Um, you know, Wright would talk about it as a life after the life after death. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, that's really sort of what what the New Testament points to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that thing is, but so I think there's something about I, you know, I was saved, I am being saved, and there's this future hope that's laid out, you know, for us. Good. I if like I that. was if I was on the bus and I was thinking clearly, I would hopefully say something like that to you. Um, <laughs> Because I like the idea that I like that when you say I was saved two thousand, you know, are you saved? Well, I was saved two thousand years ago. I like it captures the idea that uh, what whatever happened on the cross and the empty tomb changed the world, and it it also captures the idea if you only have ten seconds to talk about it with someone that um, 
you have something to do yourself, you know, between now and then. There's which participation, could in- right? Which could include therapy to forgive yourself for listening to rock and roll. But <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from, but that's funny. <laughs> okay. it, could in- it could include I, other things, too, like uh, feeding people. But, um, but the Greek, the Orthodox Church calls that theosis. The, mm-hmm. um, we've talked about it here we before. Have. Yep. I like that idea. That's good, Everett. I think um, we are growing close to the end of our time, and I think there's some other things that we can uh, talk about on here. Specifically, what do we do with this good news? Um, and, and, and in regards to that, um, how the gospel changes lives and how we act differently. Um, and then I also wanted to touch on um, what does the gospel look like around the world uh because in in western uh culture or christianity if you will sometimes uh it it gets very individual and personal when the gospel is uh worldly or universal and so i think we can expand on some of those things next time um does that sound good anything else you want to add for this episode I, I can't think of anything. Okay. All right. Let's let's break into that with another um, episode, and we'll kind of expand on those things, and then they'll give us time to regroup and kind of touch on things that we didn't get to today. So thank you for everyone for listening, and uh, we'll continue What is the Gospel in uh, the next episode. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.